You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Morning. What's happening? I thought winter was over, but it was not. About killed me this morning. I had my iPad out there preaching, you know, I was talking to the drive-in, and it started blowing across the table. I said, time to go, time to go. You know, I hope y'all having a good day, good week, summer's coming. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out, give you some hope there. Easter's on the way, Cadbury eggs are out, praise God. And uh, I got so much chocolate, I'm not even going to talk about it. Just so, it's, so, it's a sin, it's got to be a sin. For me to eat as much chocolate, that's just got to be bad. It's got to be bad for you. How many of you ever had a creature in your house, like a squirrel, a rabbit, a child? I'm just throwing that out. I just, uh, just oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm in there. I'm in there. Uh, I had a bat uh, in my house. It wasn't too long ago. And uh, my, my wife actually discovered it because it was in the bedroom. She opened the door, thing comes down at the head, you know, just... It's like you see on TV, it's kind of like, you know, and uh, so I'm like, Batman, here I come. And so there was a, she said, can you get the bat out of the house? Okay, there's a little criteria going on. Okay, for the men, listen up very carefully. This should have been a YouTube video. I should put it on there. So, uh, and I didn't discover this on YouTube, but my wife said, can you get the bat out and not hurt it? Those are two different things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a combo happening. Like, I got to... See, I'm thinking, like, uh, fly swatter or maybe tennis racket. More of a tennis racket kind of thing. Bad men racket is a little quicker, I discovered. Not on this bat. There's other things. So, I have to... Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Now, that bat was really... It was, like, it was not cooperating. You know, I could not... If it only could... You know, like, if I could have sent some bat waves to it or something. Like, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. Now, they say but bats are blind, right? Why do they have eyes? Just throwing it out. Just throwing it out, okay? So this bat could see me or hear me, but it did not know that I was trying to help it, so I could not communicate it. So wouldn't you like to know how I did it? Here's what I did. Brain started working. God gave this brain going. All right, the rule is get it out, don't hurt it. So I go get a towel. And I say to my wife, open the front door. You like that? Like a, you know, front door. I'm, you know. So I go, I go into the bedroom, and, I'm, and it's not cooperating. So the bat actually lands somewhere, and I run over, and I smother the bat in the towel and squish it. All right, you understand what's just happened? And then I hear this, you ever heard a bat chirp? It does a little chirp sounds. It's like, a little, it's so cute. If it's not diving at your head, it's the cute thing. So I grab the bat, I run to the front door, open it up, and the bat goes out. And I thought, now that was a really good idea, right? So that not be on YouTube? But if what would have been better if the bat could have understood that I am here to help you and not to hurt you. And then you can go tell all your friends, if you get in that house, it's all good. You see how that works? So I was thinking about that bat, and I got a, we're going to talk about a blind man today, by the way. <laughs> blind is a bat. Uh, it's so bad. 
that is, that is so bad. I don't know why y'all even come. I have no idea. So I'm going to move this up. So we're going to talk about a blind man. But first of all, all right, so if I could communicate to the bat, then things would have been a little better. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. So this is, so this is what John, the gospel of John is. He's, he's trying to communicate to bats, which would be us. They have no idea that this, this thing called Jesus Christ, this son of God, is here to help us, to help us and not to hurt us. So he's trying his best to communicate this through the gospel. And so he's trying, you know, I, I don't know what, I think about this for a minute. What would it take for you to believe? Now, you may already believe, right? Obviously, if you're in here, but some of you watching online, you're not sure about this Jesus thing or this God thing. So you're trying to figure it out. And this is why we're doing this. Thing called bystander, John's the perfect one because said he's. I'm only going to give you what you need to know about Jesus Christ so that you can actually believe. We'll see this in just a minute. So I'm going to give you what you need to know, and you're going to have to pay attention because I'm going to communicate it in a way that you'll understand that he's not just another something that happened. This is the real deal. This is the guy. And so, what would it take for you? to believe in Jesus Christ. And if you already believe in Jesus Christ, let's ask this question. How did you get there? What happened to make that happen? You see how that worked? So there's something somebody told you. I'll tell you, my, I'll tell you about me in, in just a few minutes, but somebody, something, somehow communicated well enough that you said, I think he's the real deal and then here's the other thing. This isn't about just communicating with John that he's the Messiah or the Son of God. This is about I'm going to follow you and give my life to you. That's, that's, a, that's a different thing. And so that's why John was trying to communicate this stuff. So here we go. Uh, I don't know. It's really weird to me, the disciples, uh, they've just dropped everything and followed him. Do you, remember, you notice how that worked? It's like it was easy. Like, I don't know what you would have done, but I'd had to figure out some things. Would you not? Because I like to figure out stuff myself. I like, like when I see something like on TV, I want to make it myself. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to make it. I want to know that. I want to know how it works. I want to know how to, I want to try this thing. And everything I ever tried on YouTube, it's a lot harder than the video. Have you ever noticed that? So this is what happened. Get a bat out of your house. Just call me. I can do that. So this is what John did. He said, left his father's fishing business and followed Jesus because of what he saw. So he saw him do something. What would, you, what would it take for you to follow Jesus? What would you need to see to follow him? You see what I'm saying? This is what John is trying to communicate through the gospel. He's an old guy. Uh, he's getting to the end of his life, and he's got to communicate this. He's got to write it. He said, uh, you know, come to his thoughts. He said, you know, I need to write this down so that I can communicate with you guys. See, now John, he, now Mary, you remember Jesus' mother, Mary? They were, Mary was living with John. John's taking care of Mary. So they would go to town to town, and they were celebrities. They would walk into town, and everybody would sit down. Tell me what it was like. Tell me what it was like. Can you imagine Mary telling the story what it was like to raise the Son of God? Would you like to sit down and have a campfire and say, let's go at it? You know, just tell me about it. Can you imagine Jesus trying to convince his brother that I'm, I'm the son of God? I've tried this with Brian many times. My own brother does not believe in, believe in what I'm saying. 
So, but can you imagine, what do I have to do, watch this, to get you to believe in me? What do I have to do? And so that's kind of where John is with this. So he saw some things. He said, I'm going with you because I think you're the Messiah. I think you're the son of God. So here's what happened. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples. There was a reason why he did it in the presence of his disciples and because he needed them to carry it on and also to write it down. And this is what John was doing, okay, which are not recorded in this book. Let me say this. Jesus did so many things, there's no way to write them down. How many people did he heal? Thousands. You know why he did that? Because that's who he is. See, Jesus Christ, let me give you a little heads up. He is life. God, Jesus Christ, all of that brings life. So wherever he goes, he brings life. That's why he messed up all the funerals he ever went to. So that's what I'm saying to you. So this is a normal thing. But then John says, I'm not going to write everything down. I'm just going to tell you what you need to know so that you can understand who he is. He's just not a miracle worker, okay? He's, not, he's just not that. He's more than a miracle worker. He's more than a healthcare specialist. He's more than that. So you got to understand how this works. So John would, would follow him, and he would see things, and he would write things, and Jesus said some things to him about it as he went. So let's, let's ask this question. What would it take? This is kind of like Jeopardy. What, you know, what kind of miracle, let, let's be honest, what kind of miracle would you need in order to follow Jesus Christ? And I'm talking to people online, too. What, what do you need to know? Because what happens, we have, I call it, this is the God box, this is your God box. I have one, you have one. This is everything I think God is and the way everybody's supposed to behave and everything's supposed to work. And so, and when Jesus shows up in his day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees had a God box. This is how everything operates. But you know what happened when Jesus showed up? He was outside the box. He was messing everything up. And they didn't want to take a peek. They didn't want to look out. They didn't want to open it up and say, hey, what's going on out there? They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that. So what happened, that Jesus was so outside the box, so John started writing it down. So because sometimes you have a God box that says, this is how God operates, this is the way it works, and then something happens different, and you won't even peek. You already think it can't be of God. Do you know who, let me tell you what you're experiencing now, that I, I took a peek? It's called marathon. I had my God box. You know, I mean, you, you had to wear these certain amount, these clothes. You had to sing this music, King James Version only. If you were a tattoo, you're going to hell. All of you are going to hell. And this is, the, this is the God box. I have a book in the back from Andy Stanley and Ed Young that says, can we do that? And that was the movement 25 years ago. I had to look out. You know, what was happening out here is that God was... People were being saved out here. People's lives were being changed out here. And it didn't look like what I thought it looked like. And this is what was happening. So I had to take a peek. And I looked out. And I said, wait a minute. What's happened at Marathon over the last 25 years? Thousands of people know Jesus Christ. You were part of that. We started churches ever. Thousands of people everywhere. Thousands of people are going to church. Somebody peeked. You see what happened? But see, you say, what's in here? What's, what's your God box? You have to say, well, God can do anything, right? Do you really believe that? That he can do anything? 
Can he do anything with you? Or are you just, did somebody tell you that God can do anything? Or do you know that God can do anything? This is, the, this is what John was dealing with and having to deal with. So what kind of miracle do you need? I got atheists who have a God box too, by the way. It's just empty. Okay, they just don't, I don't believe in this. <laughs> I just don't believe. Uh, here's what I'm asking everybody who does not believe. Would you just peek for a moment? Let's just think about it. What's possible here? You want to just take a little peek? So if you're going to have a miracle, what would you do? What do you want God to do for you? Let me give you a heads up real quick. Everybody that came back from the dead still died. So let's do something different, okay? So there's just got to be something. So what would you need? What, maybe, what if we, took, we asked God to do this kind of miracle? Maybe let's take a, a floating rock in space, third rock from the sun, and let's make air and water and trees and an atmosphere that won't let big things come in and hurt us, and let us put us just enough space from the sun that will warm us but will not burn us. Maybe that's the miracle. You see, what's interesting is that God did that, and the atheists still live on it. But they don't peak. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they don't peak. And so these are some things that you have to think about if I'm willing to take a peek at what God is doing and what God is happening. Maybe I could get, a, I think it's 576 pixels. Yeah, 576 megapixel cameras. Let's get two of them and pop them in your head, and we'll call them eyeballs. That'll adjust the light, dark colors, you'll see things, all the, let's just pop them in your head, and then let's get a 3,000 gigahertz computer memory bank, also connect those pixels to that memory bank so that you can restore all this memory so that you can pass all this information on and on and on, generation after generation. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need this. By the time I get through speaking this sentence, 50,000 cells are going to die. And by the time I am done, 50,000 more will be replaced and you didn't even know it. Maybe that's what we need. Do you know who you're dealing with? This is, what, this is what John is trying to tell you. Do you know what you're dealing with? Do you know who he is? He said, I got to give you some stuff. I'm going to give you some practical stuff. That's what he kept saying over and over. You guys need to know who he is. Okay, why do I follow him? Let me tell you why I follow him. All right, I was told all kinds of things that he could do. Maybe you've done this. Maybe not. You don't know nothing. Just peek. So, I was told all these things, I was raised in church, and Jesus can do this, and Jesus can do that. But what happened was, I actually accepted Jesus Christ in my life, and a transformation happened that I cannot explain. And how do I know that? Well, I was there. So this is something, you, you want to know everything before you do anything, and that's not how you really live, and we'll talk about that. But what happened to me is, is, is this metamorphosis this transformation took place. I don't know how to explain it. How does somebody's life go from this to that? From death to life is what the Bible would say. A transformation take place by asking Jesus Christ into my life, how does that work? I don't know, but it did. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm so glad it did. But I still have my box. 
I was raised in the church, so I had, I had an idea that, okay, and I'm wondering if I need to peek some more. Because you notice God does stuff that he didn't consult me on. Have you ever done that with you? He just does stuff and he didn't consult you? You know, he just did something great for you and you didn't even, you didn't even know. 50,000 more cells just died, just throwing it out. Oh, you got them back. Whew. Aren't we glad to have a God? <laughs> It'd be rough. So let's think about this. But these things, uh, but these are written that you may believe. Is, okay, he's, he's telling you why I'm giving you these miracles. I put these things in here for a certain reason. Uh, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. So it's not just that I want you to believe, okay? I want you to have life. So if I'm an atheist with a God box that's empty, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of life we got here. You ever thought about that? Because when Jesus transformed my life, he, I really did start living. That's what happened to me. That, that, was, that was life. It started happening. This is why we keep doing this. You know this? This is why we keep having Sundays on Marathon and on the, and everywhere, internet, everywhere we can go. Why? Because Jesus can transform a life and give you life like you've never had. And so John is saying, I want you to get this. So I'm going to put in exactly what you need. Not every miracle, but exactly what you need. So if you had an old Bible from your grandmother, you would have at the top over this paragraph in John chapter 9, it would say, Jesus heals a man born blind. That's what it would say. It would be up at the top. Now, you might have that on your iPhone, iPad, or whatever you got. Or you may have the whole Bible memorized with all those megapixels going on. I don't know. Gigahertz? Yeah, I'm not even going to try it again. I'm done with that word. So here's what happened. So this guy, Jesus is moving around everywhere, and people are following him, and the, and the Sadducees have their box out, and they're mad. And the Pharisees are mad because this is not fitting into the box. I have certain rules, certain things we're going to do, and Jesus is not doing any of those. <laughs> you notice that? Do you notice that he always made them mad? He always did. So he's moving around. He has to move all the time because they're always trying to get to him. So John's going to report what's happening. So they're walking along in Jerusalem now, Judea, around in that area. So here's what happens. As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. This didn't happen by accident. I'm born this way. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this is important, this man or his parents, that he was born blind. First century, this is what they believe. They believe the cause and effect of sin. So if, so if you had something wrong with you, uh, either you did it or your parents did it. Somebody did something wrong. They believed if you were a, a pregnant woman and you went into a pagan temple, that when your baby was born, that baby was going to have all kinds of stuff happen to him or her because that's what they believed. And this, this still happens today. They believe the cause and effect. They told my mama she had cancer because she had sinned. Remember he telling you that here two weeks ago? He said, if you'd confess your sin, you'd be healed. I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm just telling you, this is what they believed. So they believed that this, this guy born blind was because somebody did something. And Jesus is about to step outside that box again and blow everybody up with his answer. And this is what he does. He said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. That's new. Okay. This, is, this is taking a peek. Okay, this is taking a peek. This is new. This is new for the disciples because they thought the same thing. So this is new. 
said Jesus, but this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And we just opened up another can of worms. I want you to repeat after me. You ready? You ready to do this? This happened. Say it with me. This happened so that. Repeat again. This happened so that. It is real possible. This is what he's saying. This guy was born this way for this moment. I'm going to display my power in this guy because he's blind. And I'm going to show you what God can do. He was born for this moment. And so I look at people and they go through all this stuff. Is it possible that God is going to display his power in people who have all these things that are, that are not normal, that doesn't happen like we want it to happen? The sad stuff, the bad stuff, all of that stuff. Is it possible that God is going to take those people and display his power in them greater than anything you can possibly see? And the answer is absolutely yes. He does it all the time. I have met people who had cancer, have everything going on in their life. They, are, they should be miserable, but they're not miserable. It makes no sense. They're not miserable. Why aren't you miserable? Why aren't you mad at the world? And their faith is rock solid. They are the strongest Christians you ever want to meet. It makes me want to get saved again. Do you understand? It's not the people who live the wrinkle-free life and everything goes right. Yeah, God's great. God's wonderful. Well, let's put you over here with this guy and this girl, and let's see if you think God's still great. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. God's power is, is displayed in these people. It could be you. It could be you. But it was for what? But this happens so that God's power can be displayed in you. And this is what's happened. He said his, his, this was his moment. He was born for this. And then it switches real quick. I got to hurry. We may be over a little bit. We just might. Just hang on. Let me call Cracker Barrel. Hold on a minute. We're going to be late. Okay. We're good. As long as it's day, <laughs> uh, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming. He just like went from blind men to this statement. Now, this is for the disciples, and I need you to pay attention to what he's saying. A night is coming. When no one can work, okay, so night's coming. He said, where I am in the world, I am the light. When I am in the world, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And what he's saying, it doesn't get brighter than right now. And when I leave, it's going to get dark. John, pay attention, write this down. John, pay attention, write this down. Now we're going to get back to the blind man. So we've already said that sin didn't cause this. We've already, you know, said these things. Look at this. So that God's power might be displayed. So we know that sin didn't cause it, and God's going to use this blindness for his glory so that people can see what God can really do. What's your miracle? Peek out of the box. Take a peek. That's what he's saying. After saying this, I'm, I don't know if the guy knew that he was actually spitting because he couldn't see, but he said, uh, I don't know how, you know, I don't know where the hand cleaners come in, all this. He spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, washing the pool of Siloam, this word means scent. So the man went and washed and came, came home seeing. So... He just did what Jesus told him to do out of a rumor. He really didn't know who he was. 
I mean, but the other thing, he didn't have nothing to lose. Is that correct? Is that why we go to Jesus? We don't have nothing to lose and everything to gain? Pretty good. Pretty good. What, What do you need? This is what John's asking. What do you need to get to Jesus Christ? What do you need to know? And what miracle do you have to have? And so this guy got, he got, he got to see. So he got, he got to see what was happening. And so he just went blindly, blind faith, as you might say, and went to the pool. That's what happened. His neighbors, so he went home, went to his neighbors. And those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Well, yes. What was different? He didn't have a cane and didn't have people leading him. So it was a little bit weird that you'd walk in. By the way, this happens, happens to be Sunday. This is all happening because this is going to mess up the God box in just a minute because all this is happening on Sunday. And you're not supposed, you know you're not supposed to heal on Sunday unless it's a matter of life and death and the blind man was not. You know you're not supposed to mix things on Sunday. He mixed mud. They call it kneading, like dough. And that was wrong. This, this, this guy can't be, what is this? This is what is happening. This is why John is writing. You got to know who we're dealing with. The same man who used to sit and beg, some claimed he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. Is it not weird? If you've seen a guy that was blind and now he can see, or you see someone that couldn't walk and now can walk, you'd have to think about it just for a moment. But this was the guy. No, he only looks like him, but he himself insisted, I'm the man. He's walking around looking at him with the 576 megapixels in his head. Can you imagine seeing colors for the first time? Can you only imagine what he was? I would imagine, I would probably say this. I would say, I don't really care what you think. Would that not be you? I can see. I was blind, but now I can see. I don't even care. Y'all didn't help me anyway. Y'all just left me out there. That's what, you know, that's just extra. Just throwing it in. Peek out the box. Okay. How then were your eyes open to ask? He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it in my eyes. Let me just say that again. So just try to get this to you. Uh, This guy made mud and put it on my eyes. Are you not, are you, is this not just hilarious right now a little bit? Just a little bit. Okay. And he told me to go in Salome and wash. I went and washed and then I could see. Let me get this straight. This guy made mud, put it on your eyes, and you went to a pool and washed and you can see now? Yes, that's right. Really? Yeah. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> this is the way it went down. Okay, the God box is about to, this is messing up. Okay, he's outside now. He's doing things that they didn't want him to do. This is what happens to religious people. Of course, they were the ones that are after him. Where's this man they asked him? I don't know, he said. I didn't see which way he went. <laughs> now, I added that because I wanted to, I wanted to add that. Um, that's what I would have said right there. Would you not have said that? I didn't see which way he went. I was like, oh. Well, you know, they were missing the whole point. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They forget what's going on. They brought into the Pharisees. They had their box going. The man who had been blind, now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. No. You see how this worked? 
This is why they want to kill him. He's messing up everything. He's actually helping people. What is wrong with him? But you can't help people on certain days. You can't do that. Therefore, the Pharisees ask him, now they're really all confused right now, ask him how he had received his sight. He put mud, here we go again. He put mud on my eyes. This is, this is getting, like, I'm repeating the same things. He put mud on my eyes. The man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is, this is just not right. This can't be right. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. Talking about Jesus. Okay, he's not fit in the box. Remember, <laughs> this guy can't be from God. Let's, let's find out why he's not from God. You will know that? Okay. For he does not keep the Sabbath. But others ask, how can a sinner perform such signs? Listen, he didn't say miracles. He said signs. This is what, God, this is what John is trying to get you to understand. This is who he is. This is what he does. He said, this is, a, this is a, another sign of this is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. You need to believe. This is what he's trying to say. How can a sinner do this? So they were divided. So he doesn't even keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath, the rules were man-made. They were not God-made. He didn't break any God rules. He didn't make any God rules. Well, I'm just asking you, what, what would it take? Would that do it for you, a guy with mud on his eyes? I couldn't see. Now I can see. Would that do, would that do it for you with Jesus Christ? Would that be like, I'm, I believe? See, that's what peeking outside the box does. But they're so mad right now. They have closed it down. They're so mad. Then they turned again to the blind man. What, and uh, what have you to say about him? I'm talking about Jesus. Now, you know, he don't know him. He don't know Jesus. You know that, right? He don't, he, we just met. We just met. He made some mud. I went to a pool. I don't know. That's what happened. He said, it was, your eye, it, was, it was your eyes he opened. The man replied, he's a prophet. I don't know what to call him. What do you want me to call him? He said, this is why John is trying to, is this, he's the son of God. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But this guy, I don't know what to call him. And he's a little bit afraid to call him anything. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Well, let's get everybody. Let's get, let's get everybody in. It's Sunday. Let's get them all in. This guy has something wrong with him. Is this your son, they asked? Do you think mom and daddy would know? So, but they were a little scared. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little scared about this. Uh, is this the one you would say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? Well, he just put mud on his eye, go to the pool. Mud on his eye, go to the pool. See, that's what I get, mud on his eye. This is just messing. You understand how this is messing everything up? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind, okay? But, now, but how he can see now or his, who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. Pass the buck. Just here. That's what I do with faith. You, you answer it. You're here, you do it. He passed the buck. Why are we passing the buck? Scared to death. Because it's not fitting in the box. They're going to get kicked out of the synagogue, and everybody's all messed up. And so let's go through the story again. You met Jesus. He put mud. You went to pool. Now you see you don't know who he is. Yeah, that's correct. And you didn't see where he went. No, didn't see that at all. 
His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that everyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah, uh-oh, would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Listen, throw the children to the wolves. Put the children out there. So now we have this thing that is outside. We have miracle that is happening, but it's not about the blind man. It's not about the blind man. It's about who he is, Jesus Christ, and what he does, and how he operates. This is what he was trying to communicate. This is how God loves people. And this is how God loves you. What do you need to know about him? What do you need to know? A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind, give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, we know this man is a sinner. He can't be, Jesus has got to be, he can't be right. But how does the sinner heal? This was messing everybody up. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, we're done with the mud now. You understand we're done with the mud. Whether it's sin or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. And what are you going to do with that? You see what just happened? This is what John has been telling us. This is what he does. I was blind, but now I see. So how did you get to where you are? See, that was the question early on. How did, how did, we, how did we get there? How did, how did we get to where I accepted Jesus Christ in my life. And do you, does, is it possible, I mean, you were part of a church that somebody, we had to peek outside the box or you wouldn't even be here. So I'm just trying to say, what would it take for people that are watching or maybe even in here that, you know, you haven't followed Jesus Christ, you don't know about all this. What, what do you need to know is what I'm asking. And that's what John's asking. What do you need to know? The blind man made it very simple. He said, I once was blind. But now I see, how did that happen? I have no idea. You ever notice, you know that? Somebody, I'm, I've accepted Jesus Christ in my life. He has transformed my life. How did that happen? I have no idea, but it did. How does a caterpillar go to a butterfly? Somebody help me. I mean, you know, do we need to know everything before we believe? Do we need to know how everything works before we believe? This is... This is how we, we say things, but that's not how we live. You drove a car here. You don't know exactly how it works, but you got in it. Before I get into the car, I gotta know. I gotta know. You never go anywhere. How does love work anyway? How does that, how does that, that feeling work? Can you explain it? It just does. It's the same way. This is what I'm trying to tell you with, with what John was saying about Jesus Christ. There's a whole lot of things that I just can't explain, but I just know they work. And that's what Jesus did. Y'all stand with me. I'm gonna read this last thing. Okay, I do this. Uh, God is so much bigger and his love for us is so much greater. It's been demonstrated over and over and over and over. For you. And for me, for God so loved the world, he gave his life so that you could have life. That's the whole important, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing that John's trying to communicate. You can't put that kind of love in a box. You can't hold God's love in a box. It's too big, it's too much of it. 
What you think God shouldn't do, he can do and he will do. Who you think God shouldn't love, he will love. Is that the most, cra- that's the craziest thing. Because I got, I got people in my box that say, God, you can't love them. You know, if I was God, oh, right? Is that you? If you were God for one day, most of the people would be gone. Is it not true? Especially everybody you work with. Let I me mean, think about it. But I'm saying, what you think he can't do, he will do. It, you know, you have to peek. And that's what happens. And God's trying to get to you, trying to get to you. He's been trying to get to all of us. I just don't know what, it, I don't know what it's going to take for you to accept Jesus Christ, but I'm going to give you a chance right now. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for what you have given us. Thank you for John giving us all this information. And Father, I just pray right now, whatever has to happen in this moment, at this time, somebody listening to me wants to accept you into their life. They don't understand it all. They don't know it all. But they want you. If you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life, pray this prayer with me. If you're watching online, wherever you are, pray this prayer. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe, I now believe you died for me. And you rose on the third day so that I could have life. I accept you into my life. Thank you for changing it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.